Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's get right to it. We don't have a ton of time with Lisa Trumbull, president and CEO of Southern New England Health Network, or SOAN. SOAN. SOAN Health. SOAN Health for short, and Dr. John Rodas, who is the president of Rista Health, former president of St. Francis Hospital. Morning. What kind of doctor were you, are you? OB-GYN, high-risk obstetrics. Oh, wow. Wow, high, high, only high-risk. That's what. That's yeah, we, what had a, we had a, my, my wife was, um, she, she had a, what are they, she was induced for our first child at Hartford Hospital, and it was great. We had a, we, we, things went well. But anyway, it's when it's your first one, it's absolutely nuts. Um, thanks for thanks. For, it's it's now seventeen years ago, and she's a planetologist, yeah. believe it or not. Well, thanks for coming in. You know, I, I'll start with with you, Lisa. Uh, you know, people who don't know what is SOAN. SOAN, um, Southern New England Healthcare Organization, is a clinically integrated network. We operate in Connecticut from as as far south as Waterbury, up through Hartford, and into Springfield, Massachusetts. And our goal with our network, which is uh, right now about 550 providers, is to provide value-based care um, to the patients that we serve. And by that, we mean population health that gets our patients in earlier before conditions get worse or uh, progress to more chronic types of conditions. So we're a locally owned and governed organization by physicians. Uh, We're clinically integrated, so we cover care across the entire continuum that patients can experience care. Let me just interject. So so you're the physicians, it's physician-owned? It's physicians. Owned, so physician everyone owned. has a stake in it, like yep. that kind of thing? That's exactly right. Physician-owned, physician-shareholders, physician-governed. And you got to compete with the likes of like Hartford HealthCare. That's correct. And, and so when you say value-based... What does that actually, what does that mean? You know, the way, the way that I would phrase this is if, if you look at um, the best comparison I use that seems to hit well for everybody, if you take like an auto body shop, right? Um, if you don't do all the right things to take care of your car, it breaks down, it falls mm-hmm. apart, you bring it to a mechanic, it costs you a ton of money. Well, our healthcare system's built for bring, bring things to me that need to be fixed and not necessarily to prevent things from happening in the first place. And so value-based care's intention is to get ahead of all that, address the issues that need to be prevented earlier so that they don't worsen. And we do that under the rubric of uh, payer contracts that are aligned with quality outcomes and cost of care to reduce basically the spend out of the patient's pocket for the care that they're receiving. Doctor, you're you're, uh, shaking your head affirmative. Yeah, no, I totally agree with Lisa. I think, you know, put another way, value-based care really shifts the care to quality and outcomes and away from the traditional fee-for-service model where the more you well, do, the more you How is it different, though? How, how does it manifest itself in real terms? Like, 
Either FIFA, everything's fee for service. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's the worst part of the system is everything is fee for service. There's no skin in the game. But the even more, with you guys, yeah. it has. But that's the way the world works. Th- that's exactly right. And it's, we're upside down. We get paid for everything we do, every unit of service. Uh, the way that the, it, it actually manifests in a fee for service environment is getting patients in earlier with their primary care provider. Here, the primary care is essential for the evaluation of the patient, understanding of what conditions they have, and preventing and maintaining that relationship in primary care the majority of the time to prevent uh, excessive use of specialists when it's not needed, going to the right specialist when it's needed. So over time, the patient actually saves money out of their pocket. Right. Well, so, Dr. Rodas, so is providers there... are incentive to keep patients healthy. Right. That, that's the key. And they, and they get paid for that if they, if they keep patients healthy, keep them out of trouble, but keep them out of the hospital, out of the emergency departments. There's incentives baked into the value-based contracts so that they actually rewarded for that. So there's a discernible difference for the doctor, for sure, and there's a discernible difference for the, the patient? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I was starting yeah. Lisa in the hallway. Yeah. My, my daughter, actually, is a nurse practitioner, not to, not to toot her horn, but because she's in this type of practice, she can spend 45 minutes with a patient. And she tells me all the time, my patients are stopping smoking, they're losing weight, they're changing their diet. I'm like, wow, really? Nobody ever gets people to do that. She goes... Well, that I could spend time with them, and I could really get educate right. them and nudge them to make the right choices. So I'm just trying to get a feel for this in real terms. I'm an idiot, so just talk to me like I'm an idiot. I I, I am a patient in your system. How is my experience different? So I go in, I can go in to see you whenever I want. Like how, like what is actually about my. Yeah. What's actually well, different? Well, first of all, I, I we had a brief conversation. Well, I was, you don't I like was very transparent. <laughs> I don't I don't go. It's not that I don't well, like no, to. That's bad, though. That's bad because by the time that something's wrong with you, it, it probably could have been prevented. But you would get into the, to our primary care providers generally to have an annual wellness visit uh, so that we can check all the things that need to be checked on you, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, Get your colonoscopy, your your prostate exam, whatever it might you know all those fun <laughs> all things you love. all those things you don't <laughs> want to have happen. But if you don't get them done, what happens is you end up with cancer, or you could end up with cancer, right? Um, you know, knock on wood that that doesn't happen. But the goal is to make sure that that patients are being seen, that all the things that are obvious to us today in medicine are tested for and understood earlier, so we can prevent it. And change your habits uh, to to prevent any further furtherance of the conditions. I'm talking with Lisa Trumbull, who's the president and CEO of Southern New England Health Network, or SOAN, and Dr. John Rodas, who's the president of Arista Health. Uh, Dr. Rodas, let me let me ask you, you know, is it scalable? Why why isn't if this is good? Why why aren't I always think of you know I'm not, I'm not harping on Hartford Healthcare just is. Is, is the 600-pound gorilla or elephant or whatever, they're just huge. So yes. why why isn't this happening in, in more places? Yeah, I know. I think it's a great question. And, you know, the essence is when you transfer, we need to transform the payment model, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, we still get paid, we being hospitals and doctors, most of the time get paid for the more they do, the more they get paid. So how right? should they get so paid? So they should get paid to keep patients healthy, to get them into yep. their office early, to keep them out of the hospital, or if they do need a procedure, send them to a lower cost venue. You know, we were talking a little bit in the hallway, there's there's no real transparency. It's getting better, but there's really not a lot of transparent transparency, and I can tell you, because I have first-hand experience, there's tremendous variability in quality and cost and safety across the system, yeah. but nobody really knows it. it. But if you could take advantage of that, you could sh- send patients to a lower-cost venue, maybe to an ambulatory surgery center versus the hospital, keep them healthy, as Lisa said, maybe identify pre-diabetes and nudge the patient back to health 
so they don't ever get diabetes, as opposed to managing all the complications and paying for all the complications of diabetes downstream. Yeah, the other the other way to address it, Brian, is a fixed payment. You, you have a population. Yeah. It has, the population has a certain burden of disease, and you get a fixed payment per individual within that population to manage their health through through a calendar year. And if you do better, then in, in, in by doing better, meaning you, you meet the quality measures, you reduce utilization, people are getting healthier, then there's an incentive built into the system for providers to earn by treating patients the right way and getting them healthier versus the system we have now, which is basically, you know, the more that we can do, the more we can bill, the the more costly it gets for everybody in the process, but also the the greater incentive there is with, with providers and health systems to I mean, do that. It sounds great, but I mean, I, 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 I mean, I pay a pre, my problem is I pay this huge premium and then right. I got to meet this deductible and I'm like, screw that. I'm just not going to go. Right. 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 What's happened is more of the co- more of the cost over time has shifted to the employee. Right. We have higher mm-hmm. copays, deductibles, yep. uh, higher premiums, and we just pay and, it. And we still pay. And the employer is actually paying more. So I think what's happening in the marketplace is employers are finally realizing. Hold it. First of all, now they have a fiduciary responsibility right. to optimize their health plan. That's yeah. a result of the Consolidation Appropriation Act that passed in twenty one. So now they have to pay attention to their plan. They have to really deliver value to their employees, just like they do for their pension plan. As a result. The, ch- the market's changing, so employers can engage with a primary care group, for example, saying, can you just take care of my employees and keep them healthy? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's better for the employees. They're healthier. They have a better life, lower cost to them, and lower cost to their employer. We're super tight on time. I'm sorry. I just want yeah, to right. – you want to say something real quick? No, no, I, go right ahead. I have, how long do you, you practice medicine? 40 years. Has it ever been good? <laughs> like, has it ever been, like, where both sides are – I want you to make money. You went through school – you know, you run this healthcare system. I want you to have a great life, but I feel like it's never been in balance. Yeah, no, I think it's it's largely true. When I was a full time salaried employee, let's say at UConn, taking care of high risk pregnancies that came from wherever the, from wherever they came from, all over the state, regardless of how they could pay, you know, I could just focus on the patient. I'll worry about you know making payroll. Right. I think for most private practitioners, that's a real challenge. Right. Listen, I'd like to have you guys back to have a little more time because I feel like you know we're, we're up against the buzzer here, and uh, we I'd like to hash this out a little more. I kept my own personal th- things a little to the side because I have a lot I have a lot of editorializing to do. But uh, Lisa and, and Dr. Rodas, we really appreciate the time again. Lisa Trumbull, President and CEO of Southern New England Health Network, Sone, and Dr. John Rodas, President of uh, Arista Health. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Brian. Thank you for having us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.